Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 52 years ago. Why the front porch? It's a strange place to start a business. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. You can see this front porch on our website. It's at toscano.com. Make sure you check it out. We have a free CE class on December 7th and December 14th at 10 o'clock. We're talking about media liability. I know, sounds like a boring topic, but I promise it's going to be really interesting. Make sure you register at toscano.com forward slash CE. Today, we're talking about listening up and advancing our listening skills in an even deeper level. We want to pay attention to what people aren't saying in conversations. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Good morning, Dana. It's Friday. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How you doing? Oh, I am peachy. I'm absolutely peachy. I am. Things things are good. Winding down on the degree work. Delivering my thesis on Monday. So that by the time everyone's listening to this, Monday at six o'clock at night, think of me. I'm going to be delivering to the board. And then I'm done. And my daughter's in the Nutcracker this weekend. Like, I'm really looking forward to that. There's a lot to do from now till then, but having a positive attitude, it's going to be great. Might be a little nuts, but it's going to be great. I can't believe it. I mean, when we started this podcast, you were starting school. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I know you do, but uh, (laughs) that's really exciting. So this time next week, think of all the stuff you have done and checked off the list. Big list. For sure. (laughs) Bucket list. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I will say next weekend, uh, there's going to be some sort of celebration in my household because schoolwork's done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like just done. Just I'm getting ready for the holidays. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, good stuff. How about you, Dana? How are things going with your new role and the craziness yeah. in your team? Yeah. Oh, all's good. All's good. I mean, I always say, luckily, we all are working really well together. So, mm-hmm. but we're, we're picking up and moving forward. And you know what? This kind of experience helps you grow a lot faster. I'll tell you that. Not that mm. it's a slow process to begin with, but you know, when sometimes I always said that even my old jobs, like when you get thrown to the fire, sometimes you're forced to learn sometimes some stuff on your own through whatever resources you have, you know, my teammates are great, but we're all be, you know, very busy sometimes and on the phone and talking to clients. And so it makes you resourceful. Definitely learn to be, do that. So Mm -hmm. it's good. It's all good stuff. So it's exciting. I'm actually really excited with where we're going. So it's all going to work out. Right. It is. And, you know, we may have hectic, crazy schedules and, you know, things change with our teams and we need to, you know, adapt and pivot. One of my favorite words since COVID. Um, but really important during those times to listen up, you know, and this is my great segue into what we're talking about today. And we've talked about active listening on the podcast before, but this is taking it to a different level. Um, it's really important no matter how frantic and ridiculously busy we are, that we are being excellent listeners. There's so many things we can miss in communications that can be detrimental and cause us to have even more work and energy that needs to go out because we simply weren't listening the best way that we can. And we are all very, very um, guilty of doing this, whether this is in personal relationships or professional relationships. Some of us are really good at half listening. 
Oh, yeah. You agree, Dana? I'm guilty. <laughs> Does Sean tell you you're half listening? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah. I, I, he just has a look like, just, like yeah, or look. just like, or just like, well, clearly you're not. Oh, I'll just say it. Clearly you're not paying attention. The worst is when I ask him a question, like, again, that he just told me 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so guilty. He's like, clearly you weren't listening. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I have gotten to the point and I'm not saying any excuses, but like, I try to get so much done lately and I'm trying to juggle a lot of things, which after the school works, then I'm taking a step back. But anyways, um, I am guilty of asking my husband a question and walking out of the room before he's even responded. (laughs) He's like, are you going to come listen to my answer? And I'm like, we have an open floor plan, but I mean, still, I shouldn't be walking out of the room. I did it last night. And he's like, hun, where are you going? Do you want to know the answer? I'm not like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to put this over here. He's like, you need to slow your roll. And I'm like, I know. So I, I don't do, do love, that. I do love, I, I will tell you my, my girl, my, my assistant, Annie and I, we do that. We, and there's times we talk and we're talking about multiple accounts at one time. And, and we will both, we have this wonderful relationship and all of a sudden one of us and at any time, we'll just say, I know you just told me a bunch of stuff, <laughs> but can you tell me that again? Like, I know, <laughs> and there's, I'm not saying I don't all, we don't always listen to each other, but mm-hmm. there's times where as we're talking, all of a sudden her and I can now tell like an email came in that totally was like, what? And then we get on track, but we, we have this nice relationship to do that. But that's not always the case. I mean, we got it whenever we're talking to clients and things like that. But so it's right. nice to have those relationships. <laughs> Definitely. But most of us are so distracted when we mm-hmm. should be listening. And that's right. where these problems mm-hmm. come in. So it's not just about paraphrasing and repeating things back that someone has said, although that's a really important thing. What I want to focus on in the conversation today is yes, we can sit and we can remove those distractions and we can turn off notifications and we can silence our cell phones. Those are all important things. I want to talk about really taking the time to listen on three levels. There's big things we can be missing if we are not fully attentive in these conversations. And these things can really change the course of action for whatever it is we're actually discussing. So Good listening, definitely important. We want to retain the things we've heard. We want to understand what someone is communicating to us. So paraphrasing is good. Making sure we're not daydreaming. We're not, you know, thinking about our store list. We're not, you know, deciding what our response is going to be. Obviously, we want to make sure we're giving our full attention. The other piece to this, which is, I think, is the most important piece, is to understand Yes, the words they're physically saying, but what are they actually doing? What are they trying to achieve in this conversation? And I'm not saying everybody's manipulative or trying to take advantage of us. However, there are times when we really need to be paying attention so those red flags pop up. I have a story to share, and Dana, I know you do as well, as to something that has happened to both of us recently. And if we hadn't been listening up, this could have turned into something even worse. So I had one yesterday. I had a call um, from an agency that we had worked with in the past and they had been terminated because they wouldn't supply paperwork that we had needed, documentation. He calls and says, hey, we worked with you in the past. 
I'd like to start to work with you again. I have a BOR that I want to work through. It's a close friend of mine. And he starts just viewing information, really fast talking, you know, so much that I could almost not quite understand what he was saying. Now, because he is talking this way and he's talking so fast and he's like nervously filling in with things before I can even respond, I've got a red flag going already. Okay. You were terminated before. You did not supply paperwork. Why did this happen? So I'm pulling up information on my computer as he is continuing to just talk super fast and in circles. As I'm looking through this information, you know, he's like, this acquisition happened. We couldn't supply the right paperwork. We're now the number one, whatever in the country. You know, I really need to get this account. It's a close friend of mine and he's going and he's going and he's going and he's going. Here, I look through and there's some pretty deep details in our file as to why we're no longer working with this agency um, for multiple reasons. However, if I had just briefly listened to him, not picked up on those red flags, I could have potentially accepted a BOR, reinstated a broker, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was picking up on the fact that he was talking nervously talking in circles, sharing minimal information, I could understand the tone and what he was trying to achieve without him even saying it. It was kind of sneaky, but I picked up on it. If I had been multitasking, daydreaming, and not fully involved in that conversation, I could have made a mistake. I might have caught it looking in the file then, but still, because it was a rush too. He needed it today, had to be done today. You know, all that pressure was there. When those things are happening, my red flags are flying. Like you can tell what they're trying to communicate is a little bit different than just the words that are coming out of their mouth. Do you understand? Like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, and I think in the industry that we work in too, it happens all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. we got a lot of risks that come across our, our plates and, um, sometimes some information is disclosed. For instance, I have one that came in this past week that this, this account was midterm canceling and all they put was for underwriting reasons. Well, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, I don't want to say no kidding, but like, can you please elaborate? You know, I had to yeah. kind of pull it out. And that was just a vague email conversation. You know, that was just, I, I figured that out. I, I asked the question and things, but when you're physically, when you're actually speaking to people, not just email communication, that's where you can definitely pick up cues. And it, sometimes it's not in what they're saying. It's what they are not saying Correct. or the way that they are deliberately saying something to you. They're, they're working around something. Did you ever figure that out? I think yeah. over time in this industry, you've even learned how to talk around things. I'm not saying it's the right thing and it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes you're actually trying to take something that's a little off and just say, hey, you know, but overall this, that's the little blip here, but here's the bigger picture and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, I had an instance, you know, this week where there was a communication breakdown, I would say. I mean, it started in an email. We had a risk that came through. There was some violation issues. I had emailed that to this agent and just said, hey, um, one of our care, actually any of our carriers are going to need to know this, but the one that we were really trying to get it with had the like, that was our best market. I had to refer it over to them and I needed to get these details. So I put it in an email because I had to spell out them and I wanted to send the reports and, and what was going on. So I sent the email 
And granted, I think, I don't know when I sent it, but it was within the last hour of the business day. And I left. And when I came back in the next morning, I first had an email with an one explanation, then within a half hour later, again, still after I was out of the office, a voicemail with a different explanation as to what's going on with these violations. So in the morning, the first thing I tried to do was call this person, but I could not get through to them on the phone. So I followed up in an email and I said to them, hey, I'm going to take your second reason, the second reason that you told me via voicemail, I got your voicemail, and I'm going to go to the company and I'm going to vouch for you to see what we can do to get a rate for this. Okay. Well, in that, that's when I got a phone call. That's when the phone call came through. I actually got a phone call in. And it just, it kind of snowballed. He Then it resorted back to the original story and the first email that he sent me. So once the things start to keep swaying back and forth, like you said, Nicole, my red flags are going up. Like yeah. what's really happening here that that's going on. And, and again, I actually agree. And this was a, an overall good account. I've been in business a while. These are just little blips. This is another situation with little blips but we still need to get these stories straight. And when they start to bebop around now, now it does, it can make things look worse than it really is, whether mm. it's true or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this agent did anything shady. I'm not saying that, but as a communication breakdown, that's, that's kind of what happened. And then in the end, I, I, you know, we, we talked things out. I know there was some frustration, which uh, that can happen too, but we talked things out and in the end, the company did end up offering a rate. I, I, you know, I politely said they're not declining anything. It's just we need to get this in order and I'll, I'll, I'll take it and I'll, I'll plead the case. And that's a, in the end, we got a rate and it wasn't declined. So that was an overall good result. But yeah. that's where I, my red flags were definitely up in that situation. And I know we've all been in them. Um, but I, I still go back to the longer you're in this role and you've actually seen it and heard it probably in your other relationships too. And I don't mean to say this about a profession, but I think attorneys are great at it. They know how to (laughs) reword things. I'm serious. Like I'm actually in a good way sometimes. Like I wish I could do what they do and speak like the way they can rephrase things Mm -hmm. and like you say, pivot something and have right. a different approach to it. And sometimes yeah. it's what they're not saying that. <laughs> right. Like you can listen to try to determine what the implication is of what someone is saying. Right. And right. that is the thing. If you are distracted and only half committed to listening to this conversation, you're going to miss those things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, body language is great, but a lot of the times we're on the phone and we don't always have video conferencing depending on who we're speaking with. So we can't see those things. But if you are trying to figure out what the person is implying by giving, you know, your full attention to this, these are clues. You can kind of try to start to figure out, figure out what's important, what they really need that they're not saying or what they're trying to do that they're not saying or whatever that may be. And that's a big piece that people miss often. And then a lot of confusion and extra work follows. If you think back to maybe when something didn't work out, a communication wasn't great, and you're analyzing and kind of reflecting and you look back, a lot of the times, if you had been more present in the conversation, you could have picked up on those things. But when we're rushing and we're multitasking and we're thinking about other things, we miss some of those really big pieces. So 
I get that giving 100% full attention and really trying to pick up, it takes bandwidth, it takes time, you know, but it takes more time on the back end if we aren't investing that time in our communication. So, yeah. you know, we need to absorb it. We need to get all of this input that they're saying. We need to understand what it is that they're not saying. So those are clues for us to pick up and help to move forward. But absorbing everything in the moment, everything about the person you have to be completely mindful and present to do these things. And in the long run, it does absolutely pay off. So removing distractions, stopping multitasking. I get it. It's really hard to do. I have to refocus myself a lot of times. Again, I'm not, I, I do pay attention, you know, when phone calls come in and things, but there's times where I physically have to like grab my pen and my paper and, and be like, okay, focus. They're, they're giving you details here that, you know, and that sounds silly. I mean, sometimes when I don't do that, if I don't write certain things down and mm-hmm. then I go back and I, I'll, I'll say something, I know you mentioned this. Can, can you please repeat that? Not, and it's really not that I, I, I guess I didn't fully listen, but there was a piece of it that I, I didn't catch. So I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm on the ball. I'm on it. I'm writing things down if I have to or whatever. And it's flowing. But other days, like you said, especially these days, I know our last podcast, when you're very overwhelmed and there's a lot going on and a monkey wrench phone call comes in, not related to any of that. And you got to refocus. Mm-hmm. That's the time we really got to put away the distractions <laughs> yeah, and, and put your listening ears on and focus. Definitely. I mean, I'm a person that takes notes when people are talking and sometimes people talk and share so much information immediately when you answer the phone, they like throw up on you practically. Right. <laughs> like I have to slow the roll a little like, okay, thanks for calling. Let's unpack this together. I caught that you said this, but let's go into mm. more detail about that because Slowing their pace down, there's nothing wrong with asking someone to do that. I think yeah. as customer service folks, we kind of think that we it's not right for us to ask people to do that. Um, but I think people appreciated the appreciate the fact that you're listening more and you do want to gather those details than not catching it exactly the first time. But always get their name for Pete's sakes. Always get their name. <laughs> yeah. like, let's write that down. <laughs> yeah. That, like that, I think that's a way of I hate to, it is a way of taking control of the conversation and the fact that to show them that you're listening and to get things in the right order to get mm-hmm. them what they want. You kind of have to sometimes take control of that conversation, yes. get it all organized and streamlined. So you're both on the same page and know exactly how to guide the, and, and, and assist with it to be right. the best customer service. You sometimes really got to take it, you know, take it by the reins. So Right. So hard questions, these are direct and they're difficult. So are you actually focusing and listening to the people around you? A lot of us do well with this with customers. We do because we put customers at the very, very top. We kind of bring it down a little bit when it comes to coworkers because we're a little more relaxed. We know them, we have different relationships. And then when it comes to our spouses, significant others, family, friends, it's even worse. (laughs) And it should really not be that way. So it takes practice. And that sounds kind of cheesy, but it does. Just like any other skill that you have, it does take practice and you need to um, take the time to do better. So you need yeah. to practice, Dana. You can practice with me. I know. <laughs> I, I know. need to practice. And, and, I, and I know, like we talked about with our spouses, 
I mean, you know them so well. There are cues, like I like I tell you, I don't always listen. Guilty, but there are cues that I know him well enough that I like I something's wrong. Like I, I gotta pay attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I gotta. I can't ignore this. You know, and then yeah. that doesn't happen. Obviously, as often, thank goodness. But there's certain times when it's like, okay, don't be, don't be flighty right now. <laughs> don't think right. about fifty other things. And that's like you said, I think maybe that's when we, our, our friends, our coworkers are the closest people to us. We end up knowing them so well that that doesn't make it right. I got to get better. I'm, I'm guilty. I, my poor mom, I talked to her on the phone and she'll happen to catch me in the middle of five things. And then I'm like, wait, what'd you say, mom? <laughs> like, I, I, I hate that I do that. And she, mm-hmm. she does, we both do it too. I mean, we're all human, but uh, anyway. Know the cues. Know the cues. Know the cues. Yep. The other thing is making sure that you are capturing those details and the facts that people are sharing with you, especially when it comes to professional. Um, And then do you stop listening after that? Okay, I got what I need and they're still babbling on, but I'm looking on my computer. I'm trying to grab this. There's always going to be those distractions in what we're doing because sometimes we have to look something up while we have them on the phone. We have to do this instantly. If you know yourself well enough and you can't do it while you have them on the phone, you can say, hey, let me dig into this. I want to give this my full attention. What's the number I can call you back? What time's mm-hmm. good? Like if you have to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I think we're also used to instant results. And we think that if we do that, it's the end of the world. It's not. If you're going to do a better quality communication, really be able to focus on what you're doing, then do right. that until you get a little bit better at this, you know, practicing this right. and doing this. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. and if you communicate that to your manager, I'm, I'm sure that they would be fine if you're on a listening journey to get better. Any yeah. manager wants to hear that. Um, but the biggest enemies to good listening are distractions and multitasking. Right. Exactly. And if in that call, you can still take the bullet points of what they're calling about. And you see there's a lot of information on a specific file or whatever the case may be. Like you said, Nicole. Take mm-hmm. their bullet points, say, okay, these seem like great points, but I really don't know the whole story. If you don't mind, I'd like to really dig into this one and get you a call back is what's the best. And then most people are absolutely fine with that. Yes. You know what I mean? And I have my bullet points of what they talked about. Then I versus compare it to what we have. Mm-hmm. And then we can have a great conversation once I call back. Now we're both on the same page and the listening's on a whole other level because we yeah. have a complete understanding of the whole story. And there's a lot of times that's the better route, to be honest. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Know? And the fact that you actually call someone back, you have the details, you have organized your own opinions and thoughts about it, and you follow through with what you said you're going to do, you have just, you know done something better than your competition because most people don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's relationship building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they know they can trust you. You're going to do what you say. You know, those are great things Mm -hmm. and any industry, everything's super competitive right now. Consumers know how to shop more than ever before. And nobody seems to have good customer service. This is key to good customer Mm -hmm. service. And it's going to make you stand out amongst your competition. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, Dana, thanks for talking to me today. Thanks this has been great. Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it as always. Thank you everyone for listening for that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you always for listening fun. to the podcast. We're coming up on our hundredth episode in just a okay. few. Wow. What? Yeah. what? Well, so that's going to be good stuff. Yes. And we've got an episode coming up about what's on our Christmas list. 
So what? make sure you want to listen to that one. <laughs> I, I better get that one prepared. <laughs> well, well, Nicole, from all of us and everyone listening, good luck with your thesis. I know you're going to kill it. And we can't yeah. wait to hear all about it when you're all done next week. So yes, hopefully I won't vomit too much from now till then. It'll be good. It's okay. If you do, it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I'll make room for Christmas cookies. It'll be fine. <laughs> Christmas purge. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway. Sorry. Wrong people. Sorry. <laughs> all right, Dana. Have thank you. you. Thanks, too. everyone. See ya. And I'm on the road.